Welcome to Live Your Dream Podcast, episode 22. Today, we're talking about the second step towards career happiness how to overcome internal obstacles. I'm your host, Selena Lee. Before I start the show today, I want to give a shout out to my listener who left a review on iTunes. SDH wrote, Tackle your unspoken fear. I'm only two episodes in and I'm hooked. Interesting stories. Thought provoking life decisions and ultimately finding happiness and joy. Seems hard to find in one podcast, but here it is. Looking forward to the other episodes. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you took the time to not only listen to my show, but to write me this amazing review. If you got any value from listening to my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you can take just a few minutes to give me a rating and write me a review. It really is easy to do it on iTunes and it really will help me to spread the word about my podcast so more people can discover my show. And I may give you a shout out in future episodes. So, Today is the second episode of the three step framework that I'm sharing with you, which I've developed to coach people out of jobs they hate and into careers they love. What I've learned over the years is that true fulfillment in a career is only possible when what we do is aligned with who we are. And the framework that I'm sharing with you. Has been proven to be really effective in transforming careers and the lives of many professionals. So I hope you'll take the time to listen to these three episodes and actually do the exercises that I'm going to have you do. In episode 20, I talked about the first step towards career happiness, which is about how we can gain self awareness by learning about our values. If you haven't had a chance to listen to this episode yet, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode first and then come back and listen to this episode. There's a reason why I've structured them in three part series, and it would be beneficial for you to listen to these episodes in order. I'll have a link to the episode 20 in the show notes so you can go back and listen to it. Today, I'll be talking about how to overcome internal obstacles. And next week, I'll talk about how to take action. I have learned over the years that most people stand in their own way of living the life that they want because fear stops them from taking action. In order to really have a truly fulfilling career, it's crucial to learn how to overcome internal obstacles, reframe failures and rejection, and be able to manage negative inner voices. So, we're going to talk about that today. When people have a new idea that excites them and they want to try something, let's say you want to write a book. What they often do is they imagine the worst case scenario and the worst result from that. So, for example, you want to write a book. What often people do is, oh, who am I to write a book? Who's going to read it? Who's going to publish it? What if I do a terrible job and people just laugh at me? It's going to be a humiliating experience. So, It's just an idea. It's not real yet, right? But you already imagine in your head and visualize the worst case scenario 
then of course you're going to feel bad about yourself and about your idea and you're not going to take any action and you're never going to write a book. <laughs> so, and you are doing this to yourself without even realizing that you're doing it. So let me point this out. So you have this negative thought, right? You visualize the worst case scenario of your idea. Then it makes you feel bad. It, so your thought leads to your feelings, feeling bad about yourself, about your idea. And then it leads to action or inaction. Oftentimes in this case, you know, it leads to inaction. You're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to start writing. You're not going to reach out to people. You're not going to try to look for publishers, right? Then it literally creates the reality, um, which is your future, which is there's no book, right? And people often do this in their head all day, every day, without even realizing this is happening to them, right? So it is very, very important that you are aware of what you're doing to yourself and to your dream by overthinking and underacting. And it is normal for people to have fears and anxieties and doubts. This makes us human. But what I challenge my clients to do is you have to spend equal or greater amount of time thinking about the best case scenario. What if you do write the book and get it published and it's read by lots and lots of people and you become an author and your life literally changes? What if that happens? Because, hey, you never know until you try. It may actually happen. And that happened to me <laughs> for sure. So what if it works out? So you owe it to yourself to think about the best case scenario and not just the worst case scenario. Another thing that's really important is to learn to be able to reframe failures and rejections. So when I was trying to write my book, I it was an interview book for some people. I know you have listened to previous episodes, so you may know about my story of writing my book. Um, I had only gone to sixth grade of elementary school education in Korea, and I was trying to write a book in Korean and get it published. And I was reaching out to all these really amazingly successful people to interview them. And at the time, I was not a writer. Of course, I didn't have a book yet. I was not a blogger. I didn't have any following. Um, I literally had no reason to prove to anyone that I was capable of doing this. And most of the people that I wanted to interview for my book um, well, they were all Korean Americans and most of the people didn't really speak Korean that well. So they literally wouldn't even be able to read what I wrote about them. And yet here I was reaching out to them, um, asking them to give me a time to interview them and also share with me really intimate details about their lives, including failures and rejections. And of course, I got rejected all the time. Almost everybody rejected me <laughs> um, when I reached out to them first and I was really persistent and I was able to pursue them. So I got more rejected trying to write this book than I had ever been until that point in my life. And it really hurt. Um, sometimes people, oh, actually a lot of times people wouldn't even write me back or be like no response. Or sometimes um, people who are their assistants were kind of rude to me and it really sucked. And one of my friends was like, why are you letting this affect you so much? Did you think it was going to be easy? <laughs> and she was like, 
are you trying to ask them out on a date? I'm like, no. Do they even know you? I'm like, no. Well, did you think it was going to be easy? If it's easy, like, why wouldn't everybody do this? Like, because it's not easy, this is why it's going to be wonderful if you actually can make it happen. So that really like helped me a lot to kind of think about it from a different perspective. And then I literally reframed my rejection. So instead of seeing rejection as rejections, like, oh, someone rejected me, I started seeing as the evidence and the proof that I'm taking action towards the goal that I'm trying to achieve, which was writing my book, and then getting one step closer to me achieving my childhood dream of writing a book. So if I wasn't trying to achieve my dream of writing a book, I wouldn't be reaching out to these people and they're wouldn't be any rejections, right? I would have no reason to be rejected because I'm not trying to do anything. So any rejection or failure is actually evidence that you're trying and challenging yourself and growing because if you weren't, you would have no reason to be rejected. That's actually failure because that means you're not trying, you're playing small and you're not learning and you're not growing. So this ability to reframe rejection or failure will be crucial in building your successful career in life. So what I do with my clients is I celebrate rejections and failures with them. I would encourage them to reach out to people and apply for things. And if they don't hear back or if they hear no, I'd be like, great. And I don't care as much about the result because We can only control our actions and not the outcome. But if there are enough actions and you keep trying and trying, um, eventually you will get the good outcome too. So what I've also learned over the years is that when you get a no, it doesn't usually mean no, never. It just means no, not right now. And then we take these no's so personally and it prevents us from taking another action. And that in itself is actually a failure because then if you don't take any action, you're never going to get anything. What I've also found is that the difference between people who are incredibly successful and who are not really successful is that there's a different story that they're telling themselves about their lives. The story that you tell yourself is the most important story of your life. So for some people, when they get rejected or they fail or something doesn't go the way that they want, they, they'll tell themselves, oh, I'm not good enough. How come always bad things happen to me? Because something bad happened in the past, that's just how it's going to be. This is my fate. And they just keep telling themselves these negative stories. And for people who have achieved a lot of success, what I've often seen is that, of course, there's nobody who succeeded who didn't fail. And when they fail, what they do is, oh, wow, that was really difficult, but These are the things that I learned from that experiences and going forward, it's going to really help me because next time I'm in a difficult situation, I'm going to really use that experience to get me further in life and I'm going to be stronger from this experience and I'm going to be able to do a better job next time. So it is literally how you are able to interpret what happens to you and then to be able to either take it in a positive step or just stay stuck. And this is the reason why you have to pay attention to the story that you're telling yourself about your life. 
So I talked about values last week, and I hope you took the time to do the value assessments that I had you do. This is a very important exercise. I highly recommend that you go back to episode 20 and do these if you didn't have time to do it. So I'd like to tell you that there are two different types of values. One is conscious-based values, which lead to conscious-based decisions. And there's fear-based values, which lead to fear-based decisions. It is very, very important to know the difference between these two. So conscious-based values are based on joy and passion. These are things that we choose to do because we want to do. It is aligned with who we are. It allows us to take positive action. Fear-based values, on the other hand, are tied to past events, and it causes you to take action in order to avoid something. These are have-to values. So anything related to the past are usually fear-based, and they usually come from your desire and need to avoid something like pain or embarrassment. So let's say someone who is really passionate about helping others and really wants to work in a nonprofit. But she tells herself, oh no, I have to keep working in finance and make a lot of money. Otherwise, people won't respect me and they're going to think I'm not successful. So this is value driven by fear, fear of losing respect. This is really, really important to pay attention whether you are holding onto values that are no longer serving you and whether you are living the values out of fear. So a lot of times we internalize the messages we hear from other people around us about what we should want and what we should do. And we carry around beliefs and values that are no longer ours. So when you think that you should do something or else something bad will happen, that is a fear-based decision that comes from fear-based values. So let me give you a few examples of these should or else statements. Oh, I should just keep being a lawyer and continue to work at a law firm or else my parents will be disappointed in me. Another one, I should make as much money as my college friends or else people will think that I haven't made it or they will think that I'm not successful. I should stick it out in my awful job rather than disrupting my family's lives. I should work at a big firm and make a lot of money or else people will not respect me. So these are fear-based decisions and a good way to know whether you are making fear-based decisions in your life is to literally write down I should or else statement. So I gave you a few examples. So I want you to take some time to think about and write down three I should or else statements. Write down in a piece of paper or in your journal and do it right now if you can. So what I've often found is that so many people are not living their dreams because they're living their fears. When they have an exciting idea that they want to pursue, maybe they have this dream or bucket list or whatever it is, they literally talk themselves out of even exploring that possibility. And they're standing in their own way of living the life that they want by talking themselves out of it, by saying all these bad things are going to happen if they explore that. And I want you to be aware that 
there's a good chance you might be doing it too. So you have to really listen to yourself, how you talk to yourself, and then to see if your decisions are based from fear, if they're based on fear-based values or conscious-based values. And I want you to take some time to reflect, what is the cost of not doing it? And this is a really, really important question for you to reflect and think about. We all have our inner negative voice. And usually it's something like, I don't have the right education. I don't have the right experience. I don't have the right skills. I don't come from the right family. But basically it means I'm not good enough. I know that fear comes to us and speak to us in this negative inner voice. And a big part of overcoming our internal obstacles is to one, learn to be aware of your negative inner voice, which we all have. And two, to be able to peacefully coexist with it. You're never going to get rid of it. It's always going to be there. But if you learn to be aware of it, and then to be able to manage your negative inner voice, you're going to go very, very far in your life. Because not a lot of people know how to do it. They're not even aware that their inner negative voice is speaking to them and preventing them from taking action. Just know that everybody has inner negative voice. It makes us human, right? I've never met and there's not a single human that exists that does not have this inner negative voice. So the one important thing is to know that it everyone has it and to know that it is part of you, but it is not all of you. And one good technique to manage it is to literally name it, give it a name, treat it like a character and just talk to it like, oh, I see that you have come to me again, but I don't have time for you. So why don't you go take a hike? So my negative voice is Shrek. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but you know, Shrek is just like a funny looking character. So whenever my negative uh, inner voice comes and speaks to me, I can kind of see like this funny looking Shrek and visualize it and then to not take it very seriously. So you say something like, oh, I see that you're here, but I don't have time for you. So why don't you go take a hike? Something like that. And just know that it will always come back, but the more you resist it, the stronger it will get. But if you just learn to be aware of it and then to keep letting it go, then one day you'll realize that it has less and less power over you. So everybody has negative inner voice, everybody has fear how much power you give to it is entirely up to you. So I think a lot of people have heard of Huffington Post. And one time I went to a talk by the founder of Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington, an amazingly successful woman. And she was talking about her inner negative voice and she calls it the obnoxious roommate. <laughs> so I thought it was so funny because she's like, yeah, she lives with you, but she's not all of you. She, she just like lives in the other room and she will sometimes be really loud and obnoxious and be annoying, but you just learn to coexist with her, right? So know that your negative inner voice is part of you, but it's not all of you. So you'll never be able to completely get rid of it, but if you learn to peacefully coexist with it, it's going to be very, very helpful when you are trying something new, you're challenging yourself to do new projects, get a new job, go for a job interview, um, do public speaking, write a book or whatever it is, it's going to 
not stop you from taking action, which is very, very crucial in being able to create a successful and happy and fulfilling career. So this is very, very important because when your inner negative voice is so strong, it prevents you from taking action, which is the most important thing in living the life that we want. Because when you do nothing, nothing happens. Because like I said before, your thought leads to feelings and your feelings lead to actions or inactions and it literally creates your realities and future. So next time your inner negative voice comes to you, just, just acknowledge it and say, okay, I see you're here, but I don't have time for you, so go away now. <laughs> and then once you keep doing this over and over again, um, it's going to be easier for you to um, be aware of it and then to be able to let it go. Okay, so I hope what I've shared with you today was helpful to you. And next week, I'll be talking about the third step towards career happiness, which is taking action. Again, if you haven't listened to episode 20 about how to gain self-awareness, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode. I've also prepared a worksheet that you can download for episode 20, where you can do your values assessment. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, I highly recommend that you go back to episode 20, download the worksheets and do these exercises. And doing these exercises will really help you. I've coached many clients through these exercises and have given many different workshops and talks at different organizations. And I've seen that it really, really helps people to gain clarity and to become more self-aware. I've also put together a guide to the three steps to finding true career fulfillment, which is a completely different exercise from what I'm having you do now. So if you're interested, you can also download it by clicking on today's show notes on your podcast app or on my website, selinalee.co, that is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co. And please subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And while you're at it, I would really appreciate it if you can please write me a review. It really helps me to spread the word and get discovered by new listeners. For questions about my coaching or to reach out to me with any thoughts or questions about my podcast, you can also visit my website, selinalee.co, and I look forward to hearing from you. So thank you so much and I'll be back soon with another episode. I hope you have a great week.